everybody. Welcome to the Astro Detectives Debrief. It's been two long days since we first met Mike and guest astrologer Moses joined us um, guessing charts. We had a shocking conclusion. It was not the chart that they thought it was. We're here to piece things together, kind of fig- take a second look at the chart um, for the astrologers who know about all of the placements the our two astrologers are going to talk about what led them in the direction that it led them and what they see in mike's actual chart that leads them right back to mike and um as we kind of had a little bit at the end of last episode mike's got some questions for the astrologers too and we love to open up the floor and not just have me asking questions all the time (laughs) it's nice to have someone else um, asking, I think you were asking the history of astrology before we were, we were getting into why does this planet mean that? And, um, our astrologers might have some answers there too. Sure. Um, yeah. so just to our astrologers, what are you guys thinking as you look at Mike's chart now, any new thoughts coming to mind? Well, <clears throat> I'd say the first thing that was confusing for me right off the bat is we're we were dealing with a Libra sun and a Pisces sun. And those are both signs where we're very focused on other people. <laughs> and so I think there was just some confusion there on my, you know, I felt, you know, um, that, um, yeah. So it's like, you have to keep probing and looking further there. So, um, but then when he was mentioning um, his, well, I guess I should, I should look more, we should look more to the other chart, but um, yeah, I, I would say that the, the, the couple of things that were dinging the other chart for me was, okay, first of all, when you were coming on and you had some issues and you said, oh, I'm not very tech savvy, that was kind of alarm to me because, yeah. um, you know, the other, the, the chart that is not yours, the marriage counselor um, was an Aquarius rising and um with uranus in the 10th house so both of those placements are kind of somebody who would probably be very tech with with an exalted mercury with an exalted mercury what Um, does that mean exalted mercury oh yeah sorry Um, well well, it should not have it should not have started the way it did with the tech issues if that was your chart so i i thought that was your chart before i ever heard you or talked to you and then as soon as the tech thing started i, I i'd mentioned earlier i was like I, i'm kind of getting a little more confused because i did not expect that from from that chart i thought you would have been right on top of it um so right right away we were both thinking the same thing we were like oh wait a minute it must yeah. be the, it might be the other chart you know yeah yeah and um let's see what else now when you were talking about your work you said you were um, like doing a lot of pest control and UPS and um, the other chart had some, you know, significations in there that I think would point to that. However, in your chart, you have Taurus on your midheaven, which can also be just people who are working those kind of um, type jobs, like with UPS or a lot of different things. And, um, and you also have moon and Capricorn in your, sixth health as, as well but um yeah I, i'm trying to think what else my what else was pointing me back to um this other chart well um, you guys did kind of cover in the um little discussion why you were leaning towards marriage counselor in the previous episode you true, had a chance yeah. to chat so now that you're looking at what we call the director yeah um even just 
I mean, the keywords to me, I can make the case for Mike being either one of them. But now that we're focused on the director being his chart, you know, I look at character. You wrote down highly sensitive. You right. wrote down compassionate. Mm-hmm. You did say uncomfortable with vulnerability, which he, you know, you seemed you shared a lot with us, and yeah, I don't know if it was that. a. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I've got past the vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, I do know some people who have Capricorn Moon placement, and they can be vulnerable. But when they are vulnerable, they get really like shaky, and it's very you can tell it's very hard for them, and they're trying not to cry, that kind of thing, and. Um, so I, I was trying to s- see if I was sensing that from you. Did you get choked up a little, a couple times, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. I got a little choked up when I started bringing up my brother from last year. Right. So right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can tell you some things looking at, uh, your actual chart. Um, the, the reasons why I, I was thinking like the, the thing, the arguments that would have been in favor of that chart. You know, like, so I I agree with Sarah with Libra and Pisces, like either way, you could have been like a real humble kind of, you know, charming character. So that was like tricky because I I did feel that. Um, And like I said, the sex life thing does fit better with this chart because you have an exalted Venus in the eighth house, which rules the genitals. And then it's in a trine to Mars in Cancer, which is your wife's sign, which is another water sign in the 12th house, which represents the bedroom in Vedic astrology. So when I saw that, I was like, hmm. That actually did look more like that chart. Um, there, th- you have this really sweet nature about you. So uh, you you have an exalted Venus. That means your Venus is in her best sign, if you will, uh, Pisces. And so you really get the love part. You really get the sweetness and, and how to kind of uplift you know people like that. And and I I, re- I really didn't get a lot of Virgo off of you. I I, may, I had mentioned initially that I, I wanted to get the the Pisces versus the Virgo piece, and I I, would, I just had such a bias toward the other one. Um, but you really, you know, you did have that kind of that, that sweetness about you. I think that's that's fairly apparent. And I, I will say the Saturn rising, it made me wonder, like, ooh, like, is that you're doing a job involving like death? Like Saturn would be the Lord of death. So like you're killing pests, right? So Saturn was rising in that chart. And I was like, oh, that could be that could be that. Yeah. Um, and you also have a chart with like the 11th house and the 12th house are both very strong. And the 11th house is you get money and the 12th house is you, is you lose or you spend money. And that kind of fit that story of like every time you get money, it kind of goes out. So that made me kind of lean a little bit in that direction as well. That, that When you said you love to debate things, my mind went, yep, it's the Libra. It's the Libra. But <laughs> his son is in the 7th house, which is like Libra's house, which is the mm-hmm. I thou house. It's about you and the other and, and relationships. And then uh, the sun is conjunct Mercury, right? So he's, he's quite curious. He's the wing messenger. So he's delivering packages. That's very mercurial that he kind of gets around mm-hmm. and does that. Um, so these are some things that I, I think do fit. And then some of the reasons why I, I had some arguments going the other way. But uh, but yeah, I got it wrong. <laughs> I, it's, it's totally okay. I've gotten like 20 of them wrong. But anyway, um, I, so is- just based on your survey, though, the reason I initially was thinking the director is because okay, you said you like to give indulgent gifts and indulgent is a Leo word. And so you are actually a Leo rising. And whereas in the other chart, um, that's like Venus and Virgo, you're Venus and Pisces. So that is somebody, you are somebody who would give, you know, more indulgent gifts, whereas the other chart, maybe not so much. And so that wasn't necessarily lining up. Um, the, uh, travel to foreign countries. Okay. That was another one that threw me. So you said, 
a seven out of 10. Most people actually say 10 out of 10, they would like to travel to foreign countries. So that to me was like, kind of like an indicator that maybe, and I think you even said you're not as interested as in traveling um, as some other people would be. And so in your chart, you have South Node in the ninth house of foreign travel, which is South Node is usually diminishing anything. And so uh, whereas in the other chart that we chose, you have some pretty strong energy that would probably want to be traveling. And so that was a little confusing to me. Like I was like, okay, that's not totally lining up. Um, uh, what else on your survey? You also said as far as, um, you know, rating the social situation where you didn't know anyone and you said your comfort level with that is about a six out of 10. And I would have guessed that somebody with a the other chart, the Aquarius rising, Libra sun, would be a lot more comfortable with a social situation where they didn't know anyone versus your chart where you have Saturn right on your ascendant, which can be very like, um, you kind of a little bit more, I guess, stoic or closed off when you kind of meet somebody right away. Um, but you have... I think it kind of goes with the context of where I'm at, because there's been places I'll be social and introduce myself, and then the others I just kind of keep quiet. Sure. And that, make, so that makes sense. Because that's why I did six out of ten, because I'm like, well, I'm not absolutely one way or the other. I'm more sure. Well, it, and it's funny because you've got that Leo rising too, which is Leo rising. Leo is the opposite energy of Saturn, so it's kind of like you've got a mix of both of those in your rising sign which the rising sign is kind of how we come off when we're interacting with people, especially right up first, right off at first. Um, um, how bad would it have thrown you off instead of getting my degree in industrial organizational psychology? I did marriage counseling because that was going to be my first choice, but didn't work up with my work schedule. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I think the universe really set us up this time. I'm just going to say. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it's true. Well, okay, so both of both of these charts had some, you yes. know, Mercury and Venus in the eighth house. And I, there were just like things that were making me think either way, both of these charts are somebody who's going to be interested in eighth house topics or relational work or getting deep with people or unsolving the mysteries of the world, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the, the one thing also, again, like, um, Aquarius rising is, I almost asked you this Aquarius rising is very future oriented, very future thinking. And you spend a lot of time thinking about ancient civilizations. And so, um, and even when you put your Which is more like a Capricorn moon because it's the ancient stuff. Right. I was looking for that. And, and that's a good point. And when you put your hobbies, you said gardening, watching documentaries and playing games. And those watching documentaries and playing games to me that registered more as Pisces to me than um, Libra Aquarius or Gemini on the fifth house kind of thing. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention is when you were talking about your children, I was also looking at your chart, your actual chart, because you said your children are really into music. And um, there was a, some other word that you used that made me think, oh, that Neptune in the fifth house in your chart really was resonating i was trying to listen for some gem okay here's the interesting thing both of your daughters are gemini which yes. is in the marriage counselor chart 
Gemini is on the fifth house of children. So yeah. I was like, that would be really, you know, that, that happens sometimes where I, there was another episode we did where it was just like, just, yeah, it felt like the universe set me up or set us up. <laughs> Sarah, this might help you out. So I study the old past, but to figure out patterns to know the future, like future patterns of things happening. Yeah. And when you were talking about the in the beginning, when you said you wanted to create a business and it did sound what you were talking about, I, I wrote down what you you called it um, validated leadership. And it was like really about making people feel validated, you know, just because I guess you've seen a lot of like in the workplace, people are being treated unfairly. And, and that just sounded like someone who was going to dedicate themselves to a bigger cause, <laughs> which did feel very Pisces. And then Pisces can really see the whole big picture. And they're like this visionary. Um, but I also did think that you were good at speaking. So I was like that Mercury and Virgo was kind of like, maybe, <laughs> you know, so I don't yeah, th this I felt like this was a really tough one. Every time I go in feeling 50 50, I am like, <laughs> yeah. I think one of the biggest interesting differences, you know, with the with the aid of hindsight, right, is one chart has Venus in Virgo, which is her most difficult sign in the eighth house and seventh house, you know, with different house systems. The other one has Venus in Pisces in this eighth house position. And so one of those is, is the best sign for Venus. One of those is the most difficult sign for Venus. So one of the big things we should have been looking for there, uh, and this did throw us off because the eighth house can also be other people's money. And you mentioned you hadn't really gotten a bunch of money from anybody before, but it is your wife and your relationship. And is that a good relationship? Is your, is your sex life good? Well, you know, that, that you, had, you did tell us that, but I was still fixed on the other one. Um, so I, I, I was going into it thinking, is he like even initially fixing the tech, I'm like, is he arguing with his wife? Is she criticizing him? Is this intense? Is it difficult? Or, and at first it might've seemed that way, but then the more it went on, it seemed like you guys were sweet. You've been together a long time. It's kind of a really beautiful relationship. You have this nice intimate connection. So I think that's one thing we, we could have possibly caught is that your relationship seems much more positive and connected rather than not happening or being really critical or being, you know, more intense or something like that. So I, so good news for you guys. You do have the chart that's good for, for relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say, uh, out of all the different aspects, financial and all that, uh, probably the, my marriage, my family life is probably the best, the, the wholest, the happiest. Uh, if you break, you know, life up into different categories, I'd say that's where I'm at the highest, you know, like, I'm, yeah, you I'm know, an, family. another thing that wasn't sitting well with me with the marriage counselor chart, even though we ended up choosing it and there were so many things that I did think fit, but that Saturn in the seventh house, I mean, oftentimes that can be an indication that people don't get married until later in life or they marry someone a lot older or younger than them, or there's just, yeah, even though, yeah. even though you're a, um, even though you're a day chart where Saturn's a little bit easier on you. Um, yeah, I just still, it, your story wasn't totally lining up with a Saturn in the seventh house in Leo, I felt like. And she seemed like she was resolving the tech problems, which would be mm -hmm. in your chart. You have Aquarius on the seventh house, which would be someone who is a lot more tech savvy. <laughs> Um, and, and remember that 
they met like making out pretty much right away, right? So this is like they they go right to the Venus and Pisces in the eighth house and <laughs> trying to Mars. Boom, it's on, right? If it makes you feel better, Sarah, my wife's five years older than me. Well, I think, yeah, like usually when you see like what I was more thinking about was like 10, 15, you know, something a little bit more extreme. But yeah. But but it wasn't that chart. It wasn't the one with Saturn right. in the seventh. It's just, so. yeah. For some reason, I, I think I'm half one foot in one chart and one half in the other. <laughs> chart. Well, that's what Scott would Wait, say. Is Pisces and Libra right next to each other? Am I like on a borderline? No. Maybe. No, no. That's no. a question that I would have asked in episode one of this podcast. And I know the <laughs> astrologers are gates and houses. I'm like, mm, I don't know. The astrologers <laughs> are rolling their eyes. They're like, no, if you're next to each other, it's very different. But sometimes if you're exact opposite, well, then they become hard to distinguish or it, something. Sometimes it's just hard to like get like you know, Libra and Pisces are both very relational and focused on others, but the motivation is different. And so sometimes it's like you're he hearing information from the guests, but you really have to like dig deeper and to understand what is the motivation there? What is driving that? You know, and so that can be a challenge sometimes. Now, you did a great job, Michael, you know, and, and thank you for being so vulnerable. This is just, this is tricky when sometimes we get these charts and there's a lot of different you know, over overlap, like even with, um, I was going to ask you about, um, health, but I think you did touch on it. You said that, I think you said that sometimes there are health issues that you have to address and also with your wife and, um, both the, both the charts have issues going on there with, with oh, both charts do. So with you can really tell one apart from the other. Yeah, on that I, subject. I wouldn't, I, I would say yours is probably a little bit easier. So you lucked out, you got the better shirt for that. What, but what did the Pisces chart say about health? What, what, what were you saying? Um, just that. Um, so in the house of health, you have the moon, which uh, represents the body. So that, that there could be, you know, some whatever you touched on. I think you said that sometimes you have. I, I think that that could be a focus for you, having your moon. Um, there in the sixth house. I, I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's just that the moon in Capricorn is not necessarily the easiest place for that moon to express. But it doesn't so. get any more specific than that in that realm of health. Well, I'm trying to put it in the context of his life as well. But oh. I would say in the other chart, the other chart has Mars in Cancer in the sixth, which I actually have. And that can be someone who experiences inflammation or some chronic pain. And I didn't necessarily hear that from you. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I could see both. What were the health issues that you mentioned earlier? I don't know if I mentioned any health issues. Okay, I, maybe, I said maybe that we had some health problems that, you know, would drain our finances, but like, okay, uh, my wife, she's had a brain tumor. So I think I brought that up. Um, maybe I didn't. Um, I think it I was when you. Yeah, I think it was when you said health issues draining your finances. My my daughter, she's my youngest daughter. She has BRR syndrome. It's a mutation on the yeah. P10 gene. Um, yeah. I've, had, I've yeah. had prostate, bladder, and urethra problems, and then feet problems, and then like nerve pain problems. Okay. Actually, I should have asked you about the health because those actually fit well with, with your chart. Like, because you said... um prostate i feel like that is 
related to the moon if i'm wrong moses and then i i think the sixth house piece makes some sense with that but he said feet pisces rules the feet that, that, that too that too that yeah. like okay specifically oh, yeah. that's very pisces but yeah. the one thing I, I should have caught, and, and I, I asked this question for this reason, and then I ignored the answer because, I, my, again, my mind was already fixed on the answer. But I asked, like, what are you really devoted to? Like, like, what's your thing that you love to do? And if you were the Virgo chart, which is the one I had thought you were, you should have had an answer right away. You would have been like, well, I do this. I'm into this. Like, it would have been like, but instead it was, it was really more the Pisces answer. It was like, uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I like to watch some TV, like it was more like a go with the flow kind of answer. Right. Yeah. Instead of like the Virgo chart would have been like, you would have been a specialist at something or you would have been like super into one thing. So um, yeah, that that's something I, I also could have caught, I think with the benefit of hindsight. Now I can see that. Yeah. Um, so feet or with Pisces, you were saying? Yeah, feet. So yeah, so Pisces governs the feet and then the opposite sign Virgo would be more kind of in that intestinal area and so those would be the, those would be the parts of your body that are more sensitive in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you have like some unique feet stuff going on, and even with Mercury in Pisces, that is that is a bit of a challenging sign for Mercury. So we, we might expect something a bit a bit odd going on with the feet. So that would have been a good question to ask. I I did have intestinal problems back when I was doing pest control. It's actually the reason why I got out of it is because I was afraid that the poisons were leaching I just, into. Me. I just saw right. I just saw that because okay, so the moon's in the six is what Sarah was talking about. But Mars opposes your moon. Yeah. And so that's like that's exactly what we're talking about. Six houses is your work environment. If it's also health, it's usually like, you know, if you have a health issue, there's often from your work, like usually it's stress. In this case, though, it was literally from the pest control. One thing that was tricky was Mars is in Cancer both ways. So Mars is in his fallen sign. So it didn't help us differentiate that because the pest control might have pointed me toward a chart with Mars and Cancer, but they both had it. Um, but yeah, that that I I was just thinking that same thing. I was like, did you get did you get hurt through your work? Because you know, the Mars opposition there seems connected with the pest control and then it opposes your moon in the sixth house of health and work. So I think I think that does make some sense. That, that's so I've come to the same conclusion that my my internal stuff that I have is a work related thing, probably stress that's manifesting in a physical form. So I've had like plantar fasciitis for like three years, really bad. I just a few months ago I got to the point where I couldn't even stand for like three hours at work, and like I had a like I couldn't stand barefoot in the shower for five minutes. I had to wear shoes, like the slippers and all that, and. Uh, they want to do surgery, but the surgery don't work on my arm, having my issues there with my wrist going cramping up and all that. So I, I don't want to try that again. So I've just gone more holistic with stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know which method I is work that used it, but my uh, my bladder, urethra and prostate that they all said, you know, you're going to have to have a urethra transplant at some point they, as as early as a year ago, as light as a year ago to now that there's not, they can't find anything. I had three ultrasounds three months in a row this summer and if they can't find anything and my feet are actually healing now too, like they feel better than they have in years. And I think it's because I've made the decision to start this validation business and try to have an exit strategy. So when you brought up Moses, that, that that is tied with work, the sickness, my ill, like how I feel is tied with work. I, I, I definitely have to identify with that. I, I've come into that same conclusion. Another, I, don't know, it's healing, I don't know. It's magic, but it's 
Well, I was curious, you, you said you've been trying holistic approaches. I'm just kind of curious, some of the remedies or some of the practices that you've adopted, you, you don't know which one is working necessarily, but what are some of the things you've been trying? All right. So like I've, I went for all the meds, all the doctors, uh, did the taping, did the physical therapy, all that. None of that did anything. Massage, uh, different types of creams and stuff like that on, um, but I did like some Reiki. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but what we've that had a, a Reiki artist on as a previous guest. Oh yes. yeah. That, that, you know, I just realized that there's energy and I was experiencing weird vibrations going through my body. I couldn't quite explain the doctors didn't know what it was either. And I went there and she like took all this anger right out of me and, uh, the vibration, I, they said spiritual awakening type thing, but like that's been pretty prominent since it, it started about a year and a half ago. And yeah, it's been pretty prominent. But, uh, other things I did was it's like an acupuncture, but it's with electrical impulses They're called biospark. And I did some sessions that I did some. Those are all very Pisces eighth house. <laughs> oxygen tank yeah. thing where you sit there. I don't know what it's called. I did that a few times, but then some limited on my feet, like, and then just my own. Uh, oh, this is the other thing I've been changed. I've changed a lot is I start listening to different frequencies, um, like binomial beats and stuff, mm. uh, chakra music when I lay down to go to bed. And I, I don't know if that's it too, but that I took out all the other stuff. I'm putting this other stuff that you would think has no effect and my body's changing. That's I'm awesome. Pretty, he, he's literally healing himself through like music, right? It's very Venus and Pisces. Yeah. And eight, like yeah. sweet, gentle. That's a Pisces thing too. Yes. Well, yeah. Venus is exalted in Pisces. So you, you should have some really positive connections to Venus, which we see with your wife. You guys get along. You have a good intimate, yeah. intimate life. And and so eighth house has a lot to do with healing, growth and transformation. And, and, and there is this kind of very meditative thing that we're talking about here, very kind of high vibrational kind of healing thing. So so I, th I think your chart is one of the things that is strong about your chart is, is you kind of can bring a real sweet energy to healing and, and transformation. And you might even use something like music or art um you know something more on the gentle side to do that even reiki is very you know like like you said it's energy you know pisces is kind of kind of woo woo like that it's it's the, it's it's the one with everything sign you know so. you, you know the other funny thing is um like i swear swear like the last five guests we've had have had eighth house sons and so like you're like the sixth eighth house son we've had like maybe in a row i should have remembered that as well um it's so funny did you come from the astrology um facebook group yeah so, so when i was going through that i met the lady at the biospark that did it she was telling me about this thing called human design mm -hmm. so i just did a chart on that and then signed up on a couple of facebook pages to follow to see if they have information to learn about it that okay. way just topics that way and i saw someone made a post i was like sure i'll try you know <laughs> okay awesome because i'm not you know sold on one way or another i just i'm interested like yeah. i would like like my mind of things i thought were closed off have now opened up my wife says she has a question so i have to ask her here <laughs> do you use invitation to do intuition. The, oh, intuition to do the charts I do not. Um, that is not necessarily my strong suit. I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of earth and very Virgo. And so I, I use more, um, logic <laughs> and, um, 
just uh, in observation. So the more I, uh, more charts that I look at, the more data like I collect. And so I, I do think, I do think that uh, there's a lot of great intuitive readers out there though. Um, that, um, and, and I wish I had a stronger intuition in that regard. I think mm-hmm. I, maybe my brain gets in my own way because <laughs> I'm, I'm so focused on the details that might be, yeah, my Virgo stellium <laughs> that it's, I'm having a hard time letting all that Pisces intuition, um, in. Moses, yeah, I'm curious about how the fact or what intuition plays in you with you and your practice how much does it have to do with the planets and the placements and how much is it reading the person that you're sitting across from um yeah i don't think really intuition as we're talking about it really is any significant part of of what i'm doing but at the same time like what is it that inspires your mind to look at one part of the chart and then look at the next thing and then go to the next thing so it's not like i'm I'm getting psychic impressions and, and images and like doing a consciously intuitive kind of thing but i think there is a natural kind of intuition that that is a different thing i think than what we're really talking about so i don't use intuition like that but you know just doing something for a long time you just you find your own flow with it and it, so it kind of feels kind of intuitive in a in a broader sense like more like there's a, a flow to your work if you will rose sorry yeah well, Mike, you mentioned human design and that is sarah's uh favorite thing to look into is there anything specific, Sarah, in Mike's human design that stand stood out to you, knowing which one is correct now? Um, you know, I, I didn't look at it too closely just because they were both. Uh, Mike, are you a generator? Do you know? I'm a manifesting Man- generator. Oh, you're the manifesting generator. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I usually I when, usually when both charts are pretty like it was between a generator and a man gen and so um i usually kind of don't explore it too much further because there's a lot of overlap with those two types but man gens are are really they're very multifaceted they um try a lot of different things and you know they they try something they master it quickly they're bored they move on and then they get a whole bunch of different skills in their tool belt and they might feel like that they give up on too th- on things too quickly or they just lose interest in things too quickly but you're actually meant to learn this learn this learn this and then later down the road it all kind of comes together mm. in in a in there's like eventually like a crossroads where you in your profession or your um, like right now, all my experiences are leading me to this new idea. Yeah, new exactly. Idea. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And it can be very, that's why I love human design, because it's like the more you know yourself, the more you understand yourself, the more you can embrace that. And um, and you can release a lot of the shame that you carry around about, oh, I, I need to stop doing what's natural to me and do what everybody else is doing. I think that's where... Um, human design and astrology can be very effective in helping people embrace and get, gain some self-awareness and um, utilize what they're good at and lean into that. And then don't worry about what other people are doing. All right. Mike, did you know David Farland who lived in St. George? No. Well, he was a Mormon science fiction fantasy author. Sounds like you didn't know him. So never mind. No. <laughs> I would say the very last thing I was just was this was on my mind on your survey. You said um, as far as how much time do you need to like make decisions? You said 
um, you like you rated yourself a three, which is on the closer end to I need a lot of time and oh. careful deliber- deliberation, which, you know, you have Mercury, in, which is how we think and communicate in Pisces, which can be a little bit, it's very imaginative, but it can be a little bit harder to like maybe come to a conclusion quickly or know how you feel because you've got to like think things through. Whereas in the other chart, Mercury and Virgo is at home. So it's going to be very clear on what it wants to do. It's probably not, you know, going to need as much time. It's that's probably going to be more of like a nine out of 10 or something. Well, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember much of the survey, but, uh, but like depend on like the operational definition of how, what, time is consistent of what is short amount of time versus quick versus long so like somebody i might think a quick decision is within a second a long decision might be like 10 days or a month Mm. i think somebody else might think that a quick decision is in a matter of days and a long decision is a matter of years well and that's a very pisces answer (laughs) (laughs) i'm giving you all the pisces stuff now (laughs) uh, well i mean uh, this was hard for me because we'll we'll just say like indecisive does that feel like an appropriate term to use here or absolutely okay because because libra is these are the two most famously kind of indecisive signs because libra Libra goes back and forth. It just goes back and forth, back and forth. But then Pisces is kind of the, you know, I don't know, a little wishy-washy. Don't want to make up my mind. Want to follow what someone else is going to do a little bit, you know. Like, so that that was one where I was like, dang it. I can't really differentiate between those right. two. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think, again, yeah, most of us, you hit on a great point where it can just be like so hard. You're like kind of getting the idea. You know, he he said exactly what we expected from both of these charts, but it's like trying to like split hairs to figure out which one. <laughs> and I would, it Almost. looks like, it looks like both, both charts fit. It looks like both of them, both of the Mercuries in both charts are squared by Neptune, which could also be some of that like confusion or needing some time to think things through. So, yeah, so I would the, say that. Oh, sorry. The Libra and the Pisces are very similar then is what you're saying, because certain planets are in the same spot to and they'll have the same effect on is I'm just making sure I'm understanding it correctly. Yeah, but both of those would have been relatively indecisive signs. Like one of the key differences, though, is like Libra would tend to like just and you did say something like this, though, like. Like instead of like getting real emotional, they just kind of keep a happy face up. Let's be positive. Keep going. Whereas Pisces feels all the things like you did say you wear your your emotions on your sleeve. And right away, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Is that Pisces? You know, because there's feelings there. Um, So so they handle feelings very differently. um, But they both kind of are going to look to someone else often to kind of lead in, in a lot of situations. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point because he said right off the bat that you wear your emotions on your sleeve. And so for me, I was like looking at the two moon placements Mm. and both of those are earth moons, but the other chart has a Chiron there. So I just thought maybe that, but it's in the fourth house, which is kind of, you know, a little bit more, it's closer to the icy, it's a little bit more hidden. So I, I wasn't, neither of those were really um doing it for me you know matching up with what you said but now moses now that you point out yeah that's a very pisces thing um and and you're not just a pisces you've got you got a pisces stellium you've got two of your personal planets there so um you're probably even more pisces than some other pisces you know (laughs) and and sarah you and i were both feeling the way he kind of came in we're like 
there was the tech issues you were coming in and out like you didn't seem like you were like you were just kind of taking your time a little bit like it was it was very like it felt so much more like the pisces in that way and and we were both thinking the same thing there it didn't feel like a libra with all this virgo stuff like they would have been ready they would have shown up they would have like had you know been they would have like been dressed up you know really nicely they would, but you were just kind of like just easing your way into it it was like this mellow thing <laughs> well, I was trying to click on it. It wasn't working. I'm like, I and no I offense, no. My offense. wife's trying to help, and she's being, it, it didn't know, sound to get it done quicker. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm trying, pressing the button. <laughs> it didn't sound that mellow to me. It sounded like, ah, oh, we're trying to make this work, and I know that feeling of like mm-hmm. when the cameras are on and suddenly the the computer's not doing what you thought it would do, and it gets stressful. But no. but he he didn't seem to get like super hot headed about it though. He was just kind of like. I don't know. Yeah. He was just kind of like, in a way, it sounded like he's kind of fumbling his way in rather than like, damn it. You know, <laughs> like it just felt like. And so the energy initially was was much more, I thought, like the Pisces chart. Um, it, it didn't come across initially as like sharp. It's on. It's there. It's, you know, it was like, OK, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, and then we took our time with it. And you you were, you know, you were chill about it. So that was, that's what I, I did think that at that point. Yeah, that well, beginning, I was kind of, I'm like, oh, no, I'm on this thing. They're, like, recording, and we can't get this thing on. It's and okay. Like, it's not live. <laughs> yeah. I always try to go early, right? I'm like, I'm going to set it up and get all set ready, and I'll work on this until I'm ready. That So then I, you know, I always try to be prepared for a problem. And Listen, it's okay, because on this show, <laughs> that information is <laughs> useful to us. <laughs> And, and, yeah. and Scott, like in a way, like in a way, I have to concede, like, yes, the, the, in many ways, I thought the, the charts, and especially in hindsight, now they both work. But um, but there are some of these differences, like like the Venus experience, like his him and his wife, they have this really long relationship. They have a good intimacy. It's much more like a positive Venus story than a challenging Venus story, which would have been the other chart. So I, I don't think, you know, it, I, I think partly I just got my mind made up too early. I can see what I did. I saw a few things. I thought I had it. And then my mind just wanted to keep confirming that. Yeah. Even when, even when I got evidence to the contrary, I didn't really take it in as well as much as I should have because I'd already kind of put myself on the line with that. And I, and so that was really interesting for me to see how I did that. Have you yeah. uh, oh, ever heard of the Thomas theorem? No. The Thomas theorem is like, if you believe in something strongly enough, it becomes real in its consequences. So when you start believing down away, it's like a bias, right? But yeah. Or you believe everything stands out. So everywhere you look, you start seeing things that remind you of that or connect to that in your actions, start behaving in a way that would support that. And, yeah. Uh, and I think in a way, like the whole confirmation bias argument does somewhat apply in this situation because we're doing astrology backwards. But mm. I don't think it hold. I don't think it applies in real astrology <laughs> or doing astrology <laughs> the, you know, correct way. So was it yeah. the Thomas? What was it theory again? The Thomas theorem? Thomas theorem. Okay, I'm going to look that up. Thank you. I think yeah. that would speak to Sarah brought up the um, phenomenon, I'll say, or, you know, what we sometimes think of as a phenomenon of 1111 showing up on your clock all the time, right. you know, because you notice it and you remember it because it's meaningful to you when you see 1111. Yep. But 6 p.m. isn't meaningful to you. But I see 6 p.m. all the time. Do I see it just as much as 1111? I don't know how you test this. But that sounds like kind of what you were talking about. 
it's six oh one, but for some reason. Oh, and, and can I just say you said you got married on November eleventh, and when I saw that on your survey, I was like, that is so Pisces. <laughs> well, the two water signs I got married during when the sun was in a water sign, so yeah, we missed, we missed that one. But not, not not that it would have been conclusive. But well, it, I just thought, yeah, I was just more thinking like, th- was that a deliberate choice to choose eleven eleven as your date? Right. Was was it Mike? Oh, oh, is she- Mike frozen. Yeah, he froze up. Oh no. <laughs> It would just, that would be the appropriate ending to (laughs) the tech issues that we've had if, if Mike got frozen. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, I had, I had one, one question for the astrologers before we completely wrap up is, um, this is sort of a conversation that typically we have, you know, half the time, but we wouldn't be having the conversation where you looked this deeply at the director's chart and made like discovered how much it matched Mike. Um, what does that, I don't know. How does that work for you when you're thinking like, I would have ne- missed all of these clues that were in the director's chart had I been right. And I, it would have just been a runaway home run. We nailed it. Marriage counselor chart. I um, would. Well, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there was, I think it just ties in with what I was saying earlier about there just being so much overlap in these two. Whereas I would say several of the last episodes that we did, there was, there was a, just like a stretch where there was like no overlap and it was very distinct. And I, I wasn't feeling like there was a lot of confusion, you know, and I would be like looking back at the other chart and be like, no, that is not at all Capricorn. That is, you know, whatever, Sagittarius or something. Um, so yeah, I just, I just feel like this time there was just so much more overlap and, um, that that's where you can run into issues. I think there's an interesting example here. So one of the reasons why I was, I was leaning toward the other chart was I looked at the time of the recording and I tried to look at, you know, who's, who's on a podcast right now, which of these two charts shows a guy, on a podcast talking about astrology and Sarah and I looked at this and, and, and you remember this, Sarah, like right now, you know, Mercury is exactly conjunct the Venus and Virgo of that chart. That isn't him in the eighth house. And the moon in Scorpio is exactly conjunct Uranus, the sky God at the top of the chart. That's in, amazing. In, in, in that chart. And so I was like, you know, that was one of the things that, that started to bias me. It, it, and that doesn't happen very often. Like that, that's so precise and so exact right there. <clears throat> it seems so obvious from like that, which was unfortunately just a super random bit of noise that was just exactly, you know, randomly in, in just the right spot. So I think what I did was like, I, I saw things like that, that, that just seemed so compelling. And I imagine, you know, that, that I, I think I kind of built, built a picture around some things like that. I think um, that's a, a great point because earlier in the series, I was, I realized when I got too in the weeds, it was like creating a lot of noise. And, but there are, it is funny because you, it, it does feel very like where we set up by not Scott, but just the universe, because there was one episode where it was your uncle Jeff Scott. And, um, he, um, uh, the the wrong chart was a sun in Virgo and like a moon in Sag and his 
he said, I asked him what his parents' signs were. And it was a, his father was a Virgo and his mother was a Sagittarius, but that ended up not being his chart. <laughs> he was the Scorpio. And, and so and this, and this had two kids that are Gemini's yeah. and Gemini's fifth house. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've, I've found like over the course of this series that I do try to zoom out a little bit more mm. um, and try to get away from my <laughs> all my Virgo-ness and try and like look at just kind of some of the more overarching themes or simplistic stuff or just keys about the sun sign, you know, and try and keep it simple. Um, but this was a hard, this is one of the hardest ones we've had in a while, I feel like. And, and you didn't influence me that much. I mean, you did influence me yesterday when we were kind of like talking about it i i was like okay he sounds like he knows what he's talking about and you do know what you're talking about and you were applying a lot of interesting techniques um but just from the interview today i was very sold on um the marriage counselor so i i totally 100 like blame myself for that <laughs> And Sarah, something, a tip for you in the future, or if I ever come back on, you know, ask about the part of the body ruled by the sun sign. So if we had asked him, do you have more issues with your feet or your like low back or, you know, like he would have been like, oh, I have this weird thing with my feet, you know, and then if we're paying attention, we would have gone, okay, you know, you know, if it's a Taurus and like, they're like, oh, yeah, my neck is always doing this or Leo with the back or they have a heart issue or whatever. It, that That's a surprisingly simple thing that people usually have issues sure. with, that, with that part of the body. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I totally meant to ask him about his health and I um, just, I, I like didn't fit it in. So, uh, but this well, was a fascinating case. And, and like I said, I think it's very educational. Yeah. And I, it's interesting to me when you talk about the noise or the things that throw you off in different directions, to me, it seems like everything is noise and unless you, you you know who you're talking to and which chart is their chart. And then everything that they tell you, you line up with, and then the other things are noise. But it's like, there's so much noise in both charts. And it's not until you talk to somebody as you start painting a picture of a person using that, regardless of the chart. But it's like, you know, just if you had asked him about his parents, like uh, Uncle Jeff's parents charts threw you off. If you had asked Mike about his parents, you might've had the same issue. Or, you know, Jeff's kids might have had whatever signs. It's, but it is an interesting coincidence. Chart. And it's interesting, like, just what yeah. you focus on makes such a difference. It um, would be interesting. Which uh, kind of like. I don't know how we would do this, but it would be interesting. It, it might be make too much of a, it might be too complicated, but to have two people and two charts, you know, and try to. I've thought about that. Yeah. Just the location alone, I think they would immediately give it away. Even just a dialect can give away their birthplace. I, I don't know. I, mm. It would be fun. We could do it as a fun bonus episode. That's um, true. That's true. But I wouldn't consider that to be scientifically sound for the testing. But we're here <laughs> to have fun too, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. I hope you guys had fun. I, yeah, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. We're going to speak for Mike and say that he had fun too. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It looked like they were getting ready for dinner or something, which I guess we all have places to be too. Our listeners probably have something to do. This is one of our longer debrief episodes, but it's been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's always going to be longer if if we get it wrong. We want to dive into exploring it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, Moses, did you want to mention again where people can find you? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, my website is astrologyforthesoul.com. And the thing I have done a whole lot of is help people with location. So especially when people are trying to figure out where to live, uh, that's kind of my wheelhouse. And I do Western and Vedic astrology together as well. I honestly am reading a book right now called How to Prepare for Climate Change. And mm. I was looking at where to live in the next 20 years. And Oh, wow. What did it, it say? Was, well, there's two two options in the U.S. right now. The South and East Coast are, and kind of the Southwest too, are all, <laughs> forget about it, unless you're right on the coast. So we're kind of okay in Los Angeles, but everything else is going to be a desert. The whole East Coast is going to be pummeled by hurricanes and then droughts and stuff in Texas and way too much rain on the East Coast. I don't know. Anyway, Great Lakes area and Pacific Northwest are the two sweet spots. I wasn't thinking about Pacific Northwest as much, but I'm going to start taking another look at it. What about like Montana? Is that in there somewhere? That would kind of be Pacific Northwest. Okay. okay. It's just maybe close enough. And I'm okay. going to have to send Moses my chart so I can get a backup on which of those two is going to work out better for me. I, I know. I, <laughs> I'm going to have to um, consult you, Moses, because I've been trying to move to Denver for two years and when when I pulled up my locational chart, it put my Mars and Cancer in the seventh house, and I was like, I don't know if that's good. So <laughs> really worth looking at. I mean, you know, unfortunately we got this one wrong today, but like I have looked at like roughly twenty thousand places where people have lived and asked them questions based on their notes and try to track it and keep myself honest and make sure it works. And it, it really does. It really does. And I, I'm rac- very consistently accurate about that. Uh, it's just today, the universe just decided to to give me a, a good swift humility lesson. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, we're always looking for different tests to run too. So it'd be fun to get the specifics of how we might be able to run that test in the future. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not just about birth charts. You know, if we can test locations yeah. that people have lived, then that would be fun too. That'd be interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. This has been a fun week. And uh, again, tune in on Tuesday. We'll have another episode for you. Um, This case is still closed. (laughs) 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 Well, our our sign off isn't as strong on these little debrief episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. 